0: Fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts all right folks this is uh jeremy evans your host of the believe in sports law podcast via the believe podcast network as always a pleasure to be with you and thank you for being with us on this memorial day and uh, wishing the families and uh, those who have uh, lost their lives um, you know praying for their families and and wishing them all the best and thanking them for uh, their sacrifice on this memorial day monday May 31st, 2021. So again, folks, appreciate you being with us today. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about uh, one of the bigger deals that's taken place. And this is for episode 22 of season three. One of the bigger deals that's taken place uh, more recently, and it has to do with uh, Amazon's purchase of MGM, uh, the studio for $8.45 billion. And uh, we're going to get into the aspects of this deal, what it means going forward, um, sort of who's involved, what it means for other players going forward. Uh, But this was definitely uh, a big deal and uh, cannot be overstated as to what it brings to the table. So a little bit of history here. Amazon, obviously, you know, Amazon, it's uh, probably more familiar with Amazon than you are with MGM, just because it hasn't has an impact on our daily lives when we're talking about, you know, if you're gonna watch some content on Prime, or if you're going to um, you know, send uh, you know, order things online and send them to your house, or if you're talking about Amazon's purchase of uh the Twitch platform where you can do esports, or if you're talking about Amazon and Whole Foods and their purchase of Whole Foods to deliver food. You know, in many ways, and I don't mean this um I mean this in a in a, totally in a respectful way, because a lot of times get Walmart gets made fun of. But I think, you know, Amazon is really the online version of Walmart in a sense of, uh, you know, bringing, basically bringing everything to everybody. And except Amazon's done it in a digital way, you know, because if you look back at Walmart, it's interesting, you know, they had purchased Vudu, uh, which was a content uh, provider. And then they essentially, you know, had, online movies with that, but then that eventually sold to another, uh, another company. Uh, but Amazon was very, uh, Jeff Bezos in particular, uh, which will soon to be the former CEO as he retires in July. But it's one of those things where Amazon really digitized everything and made it to where you can deliver, you know, immediately. Uh, and in some sense, it's kind of a combination of businesses where you have sort of the, the Walmart aspect, of you can buy anything and everything at any time except they can be delivered to your house within a day uh, depending on the product and whether you have a, you know, prime membership. Uh, it's somewhat like Sam's Club or Costco where you have to have a membership to get access to, um, you know, basically uh, the online store. You have to have, have a subscription, uh, so to speak, to get the prime membership. And then you have to create an account to get access. Uh, it's obviously be able to use an app to access the content and uh you obviously have the prime so you got that sort of you know streaming aspect and then of course it's somewhat like you know ups or a fedex in the sense that they're you know able to you know deliver products and of course now you see these amazon vans i see them as much now as i do uh usps or ups or fedex trucks so uh, amazon really is um you know everything to everybody in many ways and uh, I, I sort of look back and I think a lot about branding and I'm like, you know, where does the Amazon name come from? Right. And it's like, I'm thinking what's going through Jeff Bezos's head when he's creating Amazon. And I think for me, I look at it and I say, okay, well, Amazon is this company. And you think about the Amazon and, and, and down in Brazil and down in South America and you're like, okay, well, the Amazon is vast. It has everything. It, you know, even has the the weird to, Uh, the obtuse to everything right and uh, you can order everything it's all right there Um, you know tons of resources and then if you look at the logo right it's the the whole a to z uh, which sort of highlights the fact that you can get any product from a to z and of course it has the smiley face on it under the from the a to the z connecting it because sort of give the idea or the impression that you should be happy when you have access to all these resources or that sort of thing, and I think that um, you know MGM really falls into this uh, category of uh, Amazon looking to provide more content and to keep up with, you know, let's say the uh, Warner Media sell to Discovery or Netflix's growth, and you know Amazon is really primarily positioned here—no pun intended—or maybe pun intended—to uh, uh, compete with Netflix because in many ways. Amazon is obviously the the um, has the higher market capitalization in terms of uh, how how valued the company is, but it's also a more diverse company, and you have a lot of product and a lot of offerings. Whereas Prime membership maybe initially started as maybe a secondary business has really grown, and now you've got one hundred and seventy five million plus subscribers. Netflix has got I think two hundred and twenty five million. So, um, and, you know, Amazon is really the closest one there. Disney Plus is growing. I think they've got over 100 million now. But uh, this is a fascinating sale. And, of course, the history of MGM is its uh, studio uh, back from 1924 when it was founded called Metron, Goldwyn, and um and some very sort of famous uh, executives there. And uh, it's sort of interesting that before its 100-year anniversary, which would be in 2024, uh, it's selling the studio. And all of its IP, intellectual property library, to Amazon. So we'll be seeing the James Bond films, we'll be seeing Rocky and Creed, uh, and basically 4,000 plus other films and 17,000 plus hours of television uh, via MGM. So this is a great opportunity for Amazon and for its customers. And to give a little sort of even further history here, Taking a look at MGM, we can see that, you know, really that it was a part of the golden age of Hollywood, meaning there was a time between the 1920s, 1950s, basically in that 30-year period where you had actors like Humphrey Bogart, Charleston Heston, Cary Grant, Clark Gable, Gary Cooper, Frank Sinatra, Marlon Brando, Avon Gardner, Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly, Ingrid Berman, Ginger Rogers, and Rita Hayworth, and hundreds of others, hundreds of other well-known actors that didn't all necessarily do films for MGM. They may have, but it's basically represents this sort of golden age of Hollywood, you know, one of the original big studios. So this is a big deal. Um, you know, of course, when I think about the golden age of Hollywood, and again, these aren't necessarily MGM films, but Casablanca to catch a thief from here to a thir- eternity. Uh, high noon citizen Kane and gone with the wind. So it's, it's, also an interesting time in history because this was around the paramount decrees where studios controlled all aspects of talent production and distribution and the justice department stepped in and said you can't you know control both talent production and distribution so eventually talent went off and was represented by talent agencies Uh, production was controlled by the studios and distribution was essentially controlled by theaters of course now that's all changing right because distribution is forcing its way into streaming and is very prevalent. And especially when the pandemic hit, people weren't able to go to theaters, it really expedited that to where you have um, more availability for distribution in the streaming and electronic aspect versus the digital aspect, if you will, uh, versus in-person. So, you know, the intellectual property library, the IP library of MGM cannot be overstated. You know, MGM, uh, had originally purchased United Artist, which was founded by um, Charlie Chaplin in 1919, but they purchased that in 1981. Uh, that was a billion-dollar sale, adjusting for inflation, of course. Uh, it was basically in the, um, in the millions uh, back in 1981. MGM and uh, Annapurna Pictures also have a distribution deal that includes Orion Pictures. Uh, MGM also owns Epic's. Uh, which is an over-the-top uh, streaming platform. And we could, could you know, pretty much uh, guess or see that uh, that could be rolled into Prime streaming or, or as an add-on like Stars via Lionsgate, where you can pay a little extra or maybe they just include it since it's a part of it. And of course, Amazon you know, controlling all of this IP, uh, they also control the del- derivative works, right? Meaning... Uh, they can control the follow-ups to this, you know, cause essentially now they control the, the franchise. So the new James Bond films, uh, you know, when those are made down the road, the Rocky and Creed franchises and really the use of the iconic MGM IP library and brand. Uh, and this is something subscribers uh, are used to seeing, you know, the famous lion roaring. So uh, this could, could be, and, and is a huge opportunity for Amazon. And um, one of the larger deals that we've seen now, again, Amazon is primely positioned to outperform many of its competitors. You, know, you look at the discovery and Warner media merger, it's great for content, but discovery plus only has currently 15 million subscribers. And maybe that grows when you add on the HBO, maybe you get those consumers back, but you know, we'll see. And of course, as prime pushes an international expansion, there's opportunities for, Uh, local language, uh, content uh, adaptations. And of course, Netflix does have more subscribers than Netflix, uh, or Netflix has more subscribers than Amazon Prime currently, but it's missing the sports aspect. You know, Amazon has the sports aspect with Thursday Night Football and getting in potentially into uh, the Indian uh, Premier League uh, for cricket. Um, So there's a lot of opportunity here. And of course, you know, Amazon adding MGM is really all about customer loyalty and rewards and adding content and competing uh, and sort of for the streaming wars and adding more subscribers because for Amazon, this is all a circular thing. If they get another subscriber to listen into the prime, then they also have that subscriber to deliver uh, food via Whole Foods to potentially participate in uh, Twitch their online platform to uh, watch content, to order uh, whatever product they can find on the Amazon app or Amazon website, right? So there's just a ton of opportunity there. And, and it's sort of, a, again, a circular thing because uh, that's sort of a one sort of integrated platform. Or maybe outside of Twitch, right? You know, you, but you, know, you can definitely go through Prime to reach Whole Foods and whatever other product you want. Now, Disney's also well-positioned. They've got 100 million subscribers, as we talked about, and they also signed a Sony deal recently that adds to that platform's attractiveness in terms of bringing in subscribers and more content and more adult content versus the children-friendly content. And you know, so again, I think Amazon is more of an entertainment and sports company, uh, and we'll see if Netflix gets into that. I know there's been some talk about Netflix getting into non-live sports, you know, when you're talking about documentaries like The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, seeing how popular that was, uh, there's definitely a lot of opportunity here for both Amazon and Netflix to grow. And, of course, this is not to mention Amazon Studios, which is a part of Amazon, and uh, based in Culver City, California, it's, it's a great um, studio. And they've produced and distributed The Marvelous Miss Mizell, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, Goliath, and The Grand Tour. I mean, so they've, they've had some wins. And uh, they'll continue to grow. So we'll see how this all plays out. I think, I think the non-live sports aspect, as we talked about, be the last dance is going to be very important. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that because the reality of it is, is that it's cheaper. And uh, it's also a rewatchable program, uh, meaning that I'm more likely to watch, you're more likely to watch or rewatch the last dance than you are a replay of a game. You know, I think YouTube plays a lot of, uh, plays in that space well in terms of watching old highlights or seeing old clips, so that sort of thing. Even Facebook Live does a pretty good, or uh, the uh, Facebook video option does a pretty good job of that. So we'll see how that all plays out. And of course, there's a growing need for content in America. People have more time at home. Uh, The working conditions have changed with regard to people being able to work from home. So having more content is going to be important. And, of course, making your platform more attractive is going to be important. Um, we've also had Amazon get into venue naming rights deals for sports. Uh, you might not know it, but the NHL, Seattle Kraken. Um, the, uh, the new hockey team there is playing in the Climate Pledge Arena, which is actually Amazon's arena. So, um, you know, we could definitely see a social media add-on uh, via Amazon and sort of how to, how to play that out. how to bring in more uh, more customers there's also some talk about a pay-per-view exclusive sort of content Um, you know amazon's the one company that has not teamed up with a cellular company you know you had you know and have sprint and hulu you have t-mobile and netflix obviously t-mobile and sprint the same company now but those deals still exist you have verizon and disney um and those are all to sort of grow subscriber numbers. So we'll see if Amazon maybe gets into that space to add a little bit more. Uh, this is obviously to be sort of um, sort of uh, looked at differently from, let's say, AT and T and HBO, which AT and T had purchased, sort of HBO and Warner Media. Uh, but then again, that obviously just sold to uh, uh, the uh, Discovery for forty-three billion dollars. And I think that highlights um, an important point is that Amazon purchased MGM 4,000 plus films, 17,000 plus hours of television for $8.45 billion. And uh, so I just think that that can't be overstated in the sense that they're getting a ton of content and $8 billion is nothing to, um, you know, shake a stick at. Right. But at the same time, it's, I think that uh, it's a, you know, essentially a 10th of the price, of, uh, 10% of the price that, you know, that uh, AT&T originally purchased WarnerMedia for, which was $85.4 billion. And then, of course, they're now selling that for half of what they purchased it for. So it's, it's very interesting. I think, um, I think it highlights Amazon's ability to really provide A to Z in terms of content and product. Uh, I think as we see 5G and other new technologies introduced and, and played out, Amazon owned Twitch and esports will present more opportunities. I think live sports will continue to grow. And this is not to mention Amazon Web Services, which is a huge part of their business in terms of website and servers and that sort of thing. So I think the question sort of needs to be asked, why do Amazon and MGM need each other? Well, MGM needed a carrier and a distributor without having to create a new streaming platform. There's so many um, streamers in that space already. It's so hard to compete in that space. Uh, this is why Sony did a deal with you know Netflix and you know these other companies. You know uh, Disney or sorry, uh, Discovery purchased uh, the um, Discovery purchased uh, th- their new platform and or not their new platform, but their new content with regard. Uh, to Warner Media and HBO and all those programs. So, you know, again, it was, I think it's one of those things where um, uh, the space is very competitive. And so you have to look for ways to compete. So, again, MGM needed a carrier and a distributor without having to create a new streaming platform. And Amazon, frankly, needed content to continue attracting subscribers, uh, which, again, as I talked about earlier, is somewhat circular because it helps the larger product and services business. That it exists that it has you know now I think that looking forward we maybe be able to guess that Jeff Bezos with his retirement in July may be looking to purchase an NFL franchise I think we're going to continue to see Amazon push into the sports entertainment space uh, and I think it's great for Amazon customers because now have access to more content so it's going to be a very interesting time uh, to say the least and I think beyond Amazon and MGM, I think we're potentially likely to see uh, maybe uh, Lionsgate get involved and maybe a sale to another platform or at least a distribution deal. They currently already have Stars, which is owned by Lionsgate, on the Amazon platform. Uh, but um, you know who knows? Maybe Viacom, CBS, and another company you know merge. There's just a lot of different opportunities uh, when it comes to content and sort of what's going to happen, I think, going forward. So again, folks, appreciate you listening in. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, May 31st, 2021. Wishing you a wonderful, happy Memorial Day. Thank you so much for listening in.